Welcome to the South Plains Church of Christ podcast. To stay up to date on what's going on and how you can be involved, visit southplains.org. I pray that this message reveals God's truth and love to you today. Let's dive in. Spiritual leadership in a congregation provides what provides shepherding. While addressing real needs of the congregation in real world situations where we live. I want you to consider this morning Peter's charge to the elders from his first letter in the fifth chapter in the first five verses. Now out of the context of this letter that that Peter has written, he's been telling the church, now Jesus is a pattern for us, that his way should be our way, that dealing with the world, we should deal with the world the way he did. That's the kind of lives that we're to live. And he urges elders in the last chapter to lead the people by their example, appealing to a shared life. So Peter appeals to the elders, first of all, as a fellow elder. And now, he says, a word to you who are elders in the churches. I, too, am an elder. So he doesn't pull out the, I'm an apostle card, and I'm higher than you. He doesn't say that. In fact, he acknowledges that he also as we have just sung recently, a sheep. I'm a sheep. I'm a follower of Jesus too. And then Peter appeals to them on the basis of example. When he says, I too, not only am I an elder, I'm a witness to the sufferings of Christ, and I too will share in his glory when he's revealed to the world. So Peter says this. It's not me up here lecturing you about what you should do, it's an us situation. He urges, he urges them to realize that we're all in the same boat as followers of Jesus. And so Peter doesn't lord it over them as he urges them not to lord it over others. Peter knows personal failure. He knows disappointing Jesus. He knows struggling to understand scripture, particularly Paul, and dealing with pride. So he speaks to them as one who walks in their sandals, as one who understands the mission of Jesus Christ, one who understands the destination of the flock of Jesus. And then Peter turns to the responsibility of elders, their primary role, which he says in verse 2 is care for the flock that God has entrusted to you. Watch over it willingly, not grudgingly, not for what you'll get out of it, but because you are eager to serve God. Don't lord it over the people assigned to your care, but lead them by your own good example. And when the great shepherd appears, you'll receive a crown, never-ending glory and honor. The implication in those verses is that sheep are hard to care for. And... Therefore, so are people. Both need, both need caring ones to watch over them, to do life together with them, to notice when they are injured, to notice when they're not eating or not drinking, to notice when they're weakened, when they're falling away from the rest of the herd, having trouble keeping up, and have special needs. Peter reminds us we need others that we can trust, others we can listen to, others 
we can respond to. Others who have our own best interest at heart that are looking after us. This, is, this kind of shepherding isn't a, a role of authority and power. It's not an ego trip. It's not, a, it's not a leadership through power and control. Shepherding is leadership through the influence of example. The flock follows them by choice because the flock respects and loves and trusts and wants to follow them. So to the congregation, Peter is telling us that we cannot demand the shepherds never involve themselves in our lives. If we want to be part of the flock that the shepherds love and take care of and watch over and encourage, we too have a responsibility towards our leaders. The congregation should be willing to put forth the effort to cooperate with the leaders, to lessen the pain of leading, not add to it, and thus enabling the leaders to experience joy in their work, not sorrow. The Hebrew writer expressed it this way in the last chapter of Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 17. Have confidence in your leaders and do what they say because they keep watch over you as one who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no benefit to you. Give them a reason to do it with joy. Contribute to the joy of their leadership. Why would you want to make things harder for them? So this morning I stand before you and tell you that these brothers who are our elders, whom you've chosen, love Jesus, and therefore they love you. And they are eager, we have seen that uh, even in their own efforts, they are eager to serve Jesus by serving you, by serving along with you, and by shepherding you first by example and also by exhortation. The little booklet that you picked up when you came in, if you didn't get one, I hope you will. Uh, And here I'm I'm going to exhort you. Don't leave that in the pew, and here's why. This is... Not only a listing of our elders, along with pictures and, uh, and some other information about them, contact information. Uh, it dawned on me this morning, this is also a, a prayer booklet. And if we want to encourage our elders, we should take this home, and this should be part of our prayer lives. You can pray for all of them. You can pray for one a day. If you do that, it'll take you two weeks, more than two weeks to get through that. But I want to encourage you to take that through that to get to know them better, to pray for them. And as you lift them up before God, pray for them as we know that they're praying for us. Now we're going to, uh, now Jake's going to introduce the elders and they're all going to come and stand here before us as we continue together. Michael and Tammy Albright have been here at South Plains for 25 years. During that time, They've been involved in ministries like Camp Evergreen, Journeyland, Engage Mission Trips, and preparing our communion trays. Bob and Susan Bailey have been at South Plains for 42 years. Susan has served by teaching children's classes and helping with various children's and youth events, as well as starting Caterpillars to Butterflies and helping with Father-Daughter Banquet. Bob has served by teaching adult classes and home studies, Both have been involved with leading small groups since the 1980s. James and Debbie German have been at South Plains for 37 years. They've been involved with 
children's ministry, directing our Camp Evergreen for its first six years, as well as youth ministry, marriage ministry, and leading worship. Bobby and Tammy Hooten have been at South Plains for the last 38 years. They've spent time serving in the marriage ministry, Bible Bowl, Camp Evergreen, helping with special angels, and have spent some time on the finance committee. Brett and Cindy Mills have been here at South Plains for nine years. During this time, they've been leading in small groups, teaching, serving in our greeting ministry, and helping to lead worship. Roger and Lisa Morrow have been at South Plains for 35 years. Roger and Lisa have served in Journeyland, managed benevolence, and helped with apples of gold and iron sharpens iron. Charlie and Tony Parrish have been at South Plains for 33 years. They've been involved with Bible Bowl, Camp Evergreen, Bible Land, Journeyland, and served in our greeting ministry. Brian and Tammy Pitanello have been attending South Plains for 30 years. They've spent time serving through the marriage ministry, youth ministry, pillow ministry, as well as going to Hinatega, Nicaragua with our engaged mission trips. Ken and Catherine Rainwater have been at South Plains for 17 years. Ken and Catherine have been involved in several ministries, Celebrate Recovery, Serve Our Soldiers, Single Moms, Missions Committee, Engaged Trips to Rwanda, Mexico, and Tuba City, Arizona, as well as serving as Bible class teachers and nursery attendants. Randy and Deborah Sheets have been at South Plains now for eight and a half years. They have served by teaching in Bible classes, leading small groups, and working on the medical response team. Charles and Carolyn Stevenson have been at South Plains for 28 years. During this time, they have served through the Single Moms Ministry, Adult Education Team, Marriage Ministry, Children's Ministry, and the Angel Food Ministry. Kern and Maxine Stutler have spent the last 25 years here at South Plains. Kern and Maxine have led engaged trips to Peru, helped with the Angel Food Ministry, managed benevolence, led the Special Angels Ministry, and helped in Bible Land and Journeyland. Bob and Judy Terhune have been at South Plains for nine years. They have led the New Member Ministry, taught adult Bible classes, managed benevolence, helped with Special Angels, and have served by prepping lunches for Cooper East Elementary children. Joel and Amy Willman have been here at South Plains for 28 years. They've served in Journeyland, Bible Land, adult classes, helped to lead small groups, and gone on engaged trips to Ecuador. Randy and Rebecca Wiseman have been at South Plains for 34 years. Randy and Rebecca have served through Bible Bowl, Bible Land, Journeyland, helping start our memory work program here served on the finance management team, and have gone on engaged trips to England and Nicaragua. But I kind of like this position right here. <clears throat> I've been involved with a a lot of elders and have worked with a bunch and I'm, I'm not just saying this because I'm up here this is I think 
the greatest group of elders as far as their love for people and the Lord that, that I've ever seen. Uh, Jane and I and our family are so thankful to be here, to be led by and to be cared for them. Well over half of these I had as students at Lubbock Christian. <laughs> Most were not very good students, but I'll tell you, they, they married wives that are great students, and uh, they are great shepherds, oh, great guys. And so God bless all of you men and women, your wives. We're so thankful that you're a part of us and caring for us. And let's pray about this. Dear Father, thank you so much for this church. Father, may we always be a beacon of hope and light to Lubbock, Texas, and to the world around us. May we continually pray and seek ways and direction from you for how we can show this world the hope that comes in Jesus. And we know, Father, that doesn't begin with, but a big part of that is to have men and women with hearts that seek you. And so this morning, we praise you that you, not, not just us putting names down, the Holy Spirit, thank you, as you've told us in your word, you've put these men here, and you've appointed them and anointed them, and we thank you for that. And so this morning, we pray for Michael and Tammy, for Bob and Susan, for James and Debbie, for Bobby and Tammy, for Brett and Cindy, for Roger and Lisa, Charlie and Tony, Brian and Tammy, Ken and Catherine, Randy and Deborah, Charles and Carolyn, Kern and Maxine, Bob and Judy, Joel and Amy, and Randy and Rebecca. We ask that a special measure of your spirit, of your knowledge, of your wisdom, of your faith, of your presence would be in their hearts. May they seek only your will for them and for us. And, Father, may they, through you, lead us and show us how to show this Jesus to this world. Thank you that they're here to care for us and to see that our families all join you in heaven someday. Praise you, Father, for this church, for these men. Bless their families. And we thank you for being such an important part of us in giving us victory in Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Shepherd Sunday is proof that when you bring an idea to the, to the eldership or to the staff, nothing happens quickly. You know, we were put as a, as a shepherd group, maybe September, October of last year, not sure when, somewhere. And then pretty quick after that, we had a retreat. And for those five or six, four or five of us that had absolutely no idea what we were doing, that retreat was a godsend. And it was in that retreat where we looked at, you know, the vision statement of this congregation, and we said, does this still apply today? So we looked at it, we broke it down, we analyzed it, and by the time we got done with that process, we said, yes, that vision statement, not only do we think it's right, we believe that it's who we are. And when we're not that way, it's who we believe that we should be. 
The next thing was, as, as an elder group, we said, how can we best support that vision statement? Then from there, we broke up into some, some smaller groups over the next several months. And the group that I was a part of was called the Shepherding Group. Now that I think about that, if I'm sitting where you are and shepherds are getting together, what other groups should there be? But that's for another Sunday. I won't lead that one. Uh, but in our group, uh, Brett was in that, and Charlie and Bobby, I believe Ken uh, was in there. I know Randy was in there. Rob was was with us. And it, it, as this couple of you know months went down the road, we were finally getting close to where we thought maybe we should be. And then Brett Mills says, I got an idea. He said, why don't we have Shepherd Sunday, and why don't we share what we're going to do? The reason I mention that is, if you don't like Shepherd Sunday, brettmills.com is the place to go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but shepherding groups, you know, many of you, probably most of you have, have received some type of contact from one of us, but for us, shepherding groups is about engaging others. I'm sure we all realize that every single Sunday, somebody or some bodies walk through these doors. And they might be sitting right next to you. And you know what? Even though they're in this big auditorium with so many people in here with them, they feel alone. And they feel alone. And what Satan tries to do is he says... You shouldn't be there. You don't deserve to be there. Do you know what you've done? Do you know who you are? Because that's what Satan does. Satan wants to separate us and devour us. No different than a wild animal does when he comes up to a pack. He wants to separate so they can devour. When we're in a group, it's much harder to get to us. Well, Luke 15 Jesus shares a parable about the hundred sheep. And in the hundred sheep, okay, he mentions when one is lost, he doesn't say keep going, they'll catch up. He doesn't say just sit back and wait for them to return. What does Jesus say? He says, I know what you will do. You will leave the 99 and you will seek and you will find, and you will bring back. That's what shepherding groups are all about. We don't want to just sit back. We don't want to just wait for you to return. We want to be in relationship with you. We want to be in contact with you. We want to be part of your lives so that when that happens, we go get and bring back. You might be part, you know, you're one that's part of our group and you says, Brian, you know, I'm good. I don't need that. I'm good. You know what? Today, you may be part of the 99. You're part of the group. You're feeling good. You're strong. But tomorrow, maybe you, maybe me is the one. 
And it's that group. It's that time when somebody comes and gets me. And restores me and brings me back. The 99, the rest of the group has an important part in this. It's not just to sit back and wait for a phone call. It's not just to sit back and do nothing. It is to be involved in people's lives so that when they come back, we welcome them back. And the reason is, is because community is critical. For those that are online, you know, we're, we are thankful that you have the ability and the technology to be a part of a service like this. But if you're available, if you're able to, we need you to come back. We need you and you need us. Because it's through community where strength happens. It's community where we are encouraged. It's community that keeps us from falling away. You know, the one looks different for all of us. For some, it's extreme sadness. And through extreme sadness... We can fall away. For some, it's anxiety. We're anxious about something, and through that anxiousness, we take our focus off God. For some, it's living in the dark. And through aloneness, it allows us to be in the dark. And it's when we bring it back to the light, when hope and healing and redemption can happen. The spiritual well-being of every person in our community is our primary focus as shepherds. Yes, we like to have fun. Yes, we like to talk about different things. And, 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 and yes, it's even fun sometimes to keep it at surface level because there we don't have to share our feelings. And a lot of times people like me, I'm not a big feeling sharer. But I hope we get the opportunity to have real conversations and get an opportunity for you to know me and for me to know you. One thing I can tell you within these groups is this is new to us just like it's new to you and it might be a little clunky, might be a little uncomfortable at times. We're probably not going to be real good at it in the beginning. So hang in there with us. Hopefully we will get really good at it through time. Shepherding groups, going back to our vision, they are designed to engage others. They are designed to lead others into relationship with Christ. And they are designed, as we finish up, to celebrate hope and redemption as we come back. Now one of our senior elders, one of our legacy elders is going to tell us more about what we're going to do. Randy Wiseman. Wow, I, I didn't know I was a senior elder. Well, first of all, I want to welcome all of y'all to Shepherding Sunday. It's, it's a new thing for us. And yes, Brett, it was a great idea, Brett. I'll stand behind that for sure. Um, we're so excited about the possibilities God has in store for us in the coming years um, through these groups. And I pray that we can be the kind of people that God desires us to be. I, I'm not going to walk around the stage like Brian did. I, I've got to stay in my, in my place here. So, um, 
But I'd like to talk now about uh, how the shepherding groups are going to look like going forward from this point. And uh, I'm going to count it, so I like numbers, so I'm going to throw some numbers at you. Here at South Plains, uh, we there are approximately 460 family units. So that gives each elder between 30 to 32 family units in this shepherding group. Now, we, Brian and I went, went through and, and uh, got some goals for us to, to try to, to attain. Our minimum goal um, in our shepherding groups is to try to contact each uh, family unit in our shepherding group, either by phone call, text, email, or Snapchat, or whatever, you know, that other things, at least once a quarter. Uh, hopefully, we, we can do it more often than that, but, you know, it, sometimes things happen, time uh, gets away from us. We, we just want to see how everything's going with you. If there, if you had, have any prayer concerns, we would like to find those out so we can pray with you and for you, and let we can let others know about the needs, too. We, we also, um, Rebecca and I, she, Rebecca is a great greeter, so we're going to try, we're going to seek you out and greet you if you're in our shepherding group. We will greet others also, but we are going to try to try to do that here at, at uh, worship. Uh, we also um, want to have you and your family in our home uh, to get to know you better. This could be game nights, uh, cookouts. Our small group meetings, if you're not part of a small group, you're welcome to join our group or others that, uh, at our meeting. And these are uh, just uh, the few of the ways we, we would like to connect with you. You will also be able to get to know others in your group better too. That, that's our prayer is, is that you can get to know us, but we want you to get to know the other people in your group. And that's, that, that's how you build relationships. That's how we build community here. And um, I, I guess when, when we get to know you better, we can, you know, maybe see your personality, your strengths, and uh, we can try to plug you into ministries here at South Plains if you're not involved in, in ministries at, at the present. Um, and as Brian said, there's people that are at home that may not be able to get out, uh, that would love to be here. We're going to try. To, we have some people in, in our group uh, that, are, that are homebound. We're going to try to get by and see them. Um, every once in a while and uh, you know, just to encourage them to get to know them and uh, just, just to let them know that they are, are, are a part of us even though they're, they're at home and what we will call first you know, Ronnie Rama was great at the pop-in and uh, what Rebecca and I are not fans of the pop-in so we will try to call and uh, contact you before we come and uh, we, we can also, I, I also can envision us uh, bringing others in our group to people that are shut in in our group and uh, so they can get to know them better too. Uh, we also want to have a, a big gathering at least once a year uh, where everyone in our group will come together so that gathering, that gathering may need to happen in, in a park or in our north uh, lawn out here or in the Family Life Center. Now we're going to have a reception today and at our house for our group and uh, at, at four. So it, if you, please come it, it, if you're in our group today. And uh, would, hopefully not everybody will be there at the same time because, you know, that, that, that's a lot of people. But anyway, we're, we're going to try to do that. 
Um, there are many in our groups that don't know a lot of people here at South Plains. This is another way to, to, for you to get to know um, the, rest of the rest of the people in the congregation. Having a face with a name can start to build relationships. This is where we start to build community. You're going to hear that a lot, building community, building relationships. And building relationships is what we are trying to do with each of these activities. When something happens in your family, we want to be there along with you, whether rejoicing with you or helping you through the difficult times. And it's not if difficult times will happen, it's when for most of us. Um, and I, I don't want to downplay the social aspect of, of shepherding groups. Getting to know people, getting to be around our brothers and sisters is a, a great thing. God created us to, be, to, to have that desire to be with our brothers and sisters. But it's, it's not our main goal, as Brian said. Our main goal with our shepherding groups is to bring you in a closer relationship with Jesus. So you can, in turn, bring others to him, too. That's what we want. We want you to be light and salt to the world around us. Um, I also wanted to mention that Jake has recorded interviews with each of the elders. Um, and uh, the, I, I guess it's, it's just each elder shares their vision of the shepherding groups. And um, that these are available on uh, southplains.info. So if you'd like to look at those, please do. Thank you very much. Glad everybody's here this morning. If you know anything about our congregations, you realize that uh, most congregations are the size of a shepherding group here. Uh, appreciate the, uh, the vision that these uh, the shepherds have for us, and we pray that we'll be a part of that. Well, after telling those early followers of Jesus what responsibility they had to their leaders, the Hebrew writer closes his message with this benediction. And now may the God of peace who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will, and may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. That prayer can be answered in you this morning, today as you choose to let the great shepherd Jesus work in you and lead you for his glory. We want to pray for you. We want to assist you in any way we can. That's why elders stand up here afterwards. That's why we have some in the balcony. Bobby Hooten will be up there this morning. Roger and Lisa Morrow will be in the prayer room afterwards. We want to assist you. We want to care for you. And... Uh, we want to bring the power of the eternal covenant blood in your life, remind you that it's flowing. Thanks for listening. Again, I want to encourage you to visit southplains.org where you can find all sorts of information, including how to contact us and how to request prayer. 
Thank you for joining us. Thank you.